Hi, everyone. This is Designing Futures with me, Angela Yeh. Um, if you are a subscriber and an avid listener, welcome back. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. And I hope that this brings you some clarity around your career, evolving passion to purpose. As some of you know, this podcast was brought to you by Thrive by Design and Yay Ideology. Thrive by Design is our masterclass program that we've developed to empower design and creative professionals, leaders like you. Through our lessons and our sessions, we help people unearth their highest potential and make financial impact, mastering and landing opportunities that sometimes they opportunities that they never realized they were they were capable of, uh, thus thriving in their career. Through Yay Ideology, that's our talent strategy firm. That's our mission to help companies where we partner with them to find the best type of design talent through corporate consulting and recruitment. To learn more about Thrive by Design and Yay Ideology, you can always head to thrivebydesign.today and um, www.yayideology.com. So with that, enough of our, you know, infomercial, <laughs> the, the sponsorship piece. I'm excited that today we're going to reconnect with one of the people that we've worked with, Ginger um, Dollawal, where she is now, where we've helped. Would love you to talk about your story a little bit about that pivot that you made and let's talk about where you were finding you today co-founder and cpo of upflex and let me describe upflex for everyone upflex is a b2b SaaS platform for on-demand flexible and safe workspaces um, they strive to make businesses more efficient and sustainable while giving employees access to their global network of workspaces includes anything everyone there's locations all across the u.s in fact globally so i'm love to ginger have you talk about a little bit about the scope of where uplex is right now so welcome ginger thank you so much angela it's so good to see you it's been a while since we've connected but um just really congratulations on all your success as well um you know uh, where do we start um you know i We've known each other for a very long time, and um, I think it must have been in 2015 or 2016 when um, when uh, I started speaking to you about, you know, I had, uh, I've always been in the startup space, so I've been in startup for over 25, uh, 20 years, so I'm dating myself. My first startup was in 1996. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I always say it's like before Google. Um, and um, and I've always loved the energy. You know, you, it's almost like um, the pace. Um, nothing beats the pace of being part of a startup that's scaling. And um, and uh, um, and so you get addicted to that pace. And um, you know, unfortunately. Um, you know, one of the challenges of working in a startup environment is um, is that uh, you can only build it so much as the resources that you're given, right? And yes. uh, and so you're always limited, not by your imagination, but how much money that you have and how much money you can raise. And so a lot of, um, you know, early days are focused on that. Unfortunately, the startups that I was involved with were 10 years too early. They were dealing with um, uh, really um, fundamentally changing um, the way that we communicate and interact and purchase 
Uh, the company that I was involved with was called Embedded Wireless based out of Malaysia. Um, so we were, you know, into the I IoT space before there was even a word for it. Mm. Uh, but I think when you and I connected was when I finally got a, a proper steady job <laughs> and I had the whole flex world in my hand and I had, um, you know, a, a paycheck that I was getting on a regular basis. I was working with the most amazing human being um, mentor boss that you could possibly work for. Um, and um, uh, it, it was doing meaningful work. Uh, they were they were building health and uh, healthcare analytics um, for um, Medicare, and they were doing some really great work. But um, you know, and I had all the flexibility in the world. I was working from home. You know, um, I could be with my daughter, um, but uh, at the same time, I was itching to to do something and i think when you and i started speaking um i think what happens is you get to a certain age where you're you're the person that always behind the scenes right and you have to push yourself um to stretch yourself in new ways and and so i think uh, you know i'm reading this book about high performance and they were saying that uh what ends up happening is you become dissatisfied because you know that you have more to give and you know what was wonderful working with you angela is you, you helped you kind of pushed me uh just enough to like make the decision to give up you know make that transition um and i i also had to have the conversation with my husband after so many years of working in startup and having a steady paycheck i had to go to my husband and say oh you know what i want to do something else um, and, um, and, uh, and what was nice is, um, you know, speaking to you, I realized that, um, uh, and going through the program, um, I realized there are certain things that I valued more than money and stability sometimes, right. Um, in your career is, um, always evolving and learning, working on uh, a mission and finally in my life, stepping out and taking a leadership role um, and um, and embracing that, which is always a bit of a challenge for me because I'm I'm actually quite shy uh, individual and and um, helping to launch um, Upflex uh, with my partner has really stretched me in ways that um, is not natural to me and um, I'm still navigating through that process. But um, Ginger, I love for you. You've been comfortable in the startup world. You've been comfortable in that high-paced, high-energy um, industry, right? You know how to play in that world. And yet, I think when we play to our strengths, sometimes there's, there's yet something else that we need to push and evolve. So I love that experience working with you because you know what you commented on about being an introvert and this is a really a common misconception for a lot of people who are very successful but introverts the notion of not being um qualified for management or leadership or being the voice of the company and how beautiful that we saw for you that that was that one subtle shift that you were ready to make next and that's what you where you are and it's just so beautiful how this is released for you to lead in a yet a very different way right a kind of up leveling an exponential next level for you so um 
Yeah, it's just beautiful yeah. to see. And then and for us to all catch up with you now, because pivots, um, you know, you moved right into Upflex really quickly as, as a result, actually. But just beautiful for us to now catch you, you know, seeing you reap the rewards of this, uh, yeah, tenfold, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny because I think, uh, you know, you go through certain chapters in your life. And I remember someone saying to me, I'm like, oh, you know, and I don't know if it's a, a female thing or a woman thing. Um, I need to prepare for that. I need to learn. I'm not, I need to go to school for that. I need to do, <laughs> and he's like, you know, you're at this stage in your life. You can do this. You don't need to like, go do it. Stop yeah. yes. preparing for it, you know? Um, yeah. And you can, and that's one of the things that I, I learned um, is you kind of have to step into it. Um, and then you learn very quickly, especially, um, you know, in this instance, you know, every previous um, career opportunities I was involved with was more about, you know, um, stepping into a role that people thought I was good at, right, and never making the choice for myself. But they're like, oh, Ginger, you're, you know, you're really great, you know, client facing, or you're really great at product. And uh, so you're gonna, you're gonna take this role on. And so, a lot of my career was doing things that um, others thought I would be great at. And this was the first time where I was, I went into a partnership with my partner, Christophe Garnier, and I knew that I wanted to, you know, be the chief product officer, really um, build a, a, t a technology platform that addressed new ways of working and, um, and, 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 you know, be the face of it with, with Christophe. In, in kind of building the vision um, and owning it um, in a way. So, yeah, it's this, been such a ride. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I mean, you, your situation is there's so many people I know where if anyone who's listening, if you're known for, what, for a wide range of, you know, expertise, you know, abilities and everybody's clamoring for that, but yet you yourself know there's something even bigger, something else that they just don't, others may not know to see. And it's for you. that first step is seeing it for yourself and then, and then asking, saying, this is what I want to focus on. This is the next meaty challenge that I want next. I love That's also, I love what you just said, Ginger, and I hope that everybody here is listening. There is there is yeah. no time to be ready sometimes, right? It's it's knowing how to push yourself to, you know, just enough too, right? To to put yourself in some space of uncomfortable um, uncomfortable situation enough that you know it'll push push yourself. And I know I do this for myself too. It's like there's moments where I'm not necessarily comfortable and ready, but I know it's time to do it. How do I just get myself to just go in and do it and do it, you know, till the point that you feel comfortable in that space? Yeah, right. I love it. Yeah. Can you tell us about Upflix and what's been going on and catch us up to speed on um, Upflix and WeWork? This is exciting yeah. news. I'd love you to share sure. here. You know, um, uh, the great thing about being in a startup is you're solving a problem, right? And there's lots of different stakeholders. And we started the, the company in 2017 and we saw um, a certain, we were collecting data points about, uh, you know, how, how do we create a more integrated, sustainable life for people and the environment? And that was the core um, genesis of Upflex, right? And one of the data points that we looked at was that, you know, um, just in commute alone, people were losing 15 days of their lives a year. And I it was like, 
when time is so precious, you know, losing that much time to go into an office, go through all that agony of traffic and get into an office, you know, it just didn't make any sense to us. And so, uh, you know, we've been exploring this concept of flexibility and um, uh, work-life integration, um, reusing uh, underutilized uh, real estate. And, you know, most real estate, commercial real estate, 40% of it gets unused any given day. And, and you know, we continue to build new, new stuff constantly. And it just, for us, didn't make sense. And so Christoph and I um, kind of conceptualized what, the world would look like in five years. Uh, little did we know that COVID was around the corner and it fundamentally pushed everyone in this direction that we've been thinking about for, for, for many years. And partners like, you know, um, uh, partners like WeWork, um, we're excited to work with them because they also see that vision now as well, right? Um, in many cases, a lot of real estate is built in urban centers. And the reality is we need to be providing access to people close to their home. And as people have decentralized, you know, and which is fantastic for local communities that have been struggling for many years, you know, there's been this knowledge drain into urban centers. And now we're seeing the movement back to, you know, uh, smaller towns and, and the revitalization of those towns, which are going to have an enormous economic benefit long term, because there's an economic redistribution that's happening. And um, I think, you know, companies like WeWork, um, and our partnership with WeWork is fantastic because we're now able to service, um, you know, people in providing access to space for them to um, use when they need it on demand. Um, and so we're helping WeWork extend their networks into these towns because WeWork has to go out and build, you know, today they build uh, properties Um they go out and build these properties and it, it makes it very difficult for them to scale because they need to move very quickly to address their client needs. Likewise, you know, we have clients that uh, need access globally and we work, it has a fantastic product that they offer. You know, the space is wonderful. It's designed for um, creativity and innovation and we're, we're really excited uh, to partner with them, but there's also wonderful uh, spaces in local communities um, that we're really thrilled to be working with as well. You know, uh, companies like um, Office Evolution, uh, Industrious, and other companies that also produce great product that are expanding into these and venture acts that are um, building great spaces for people to be able to access on an on-demand basis or a short-term basis. And, um, and so our partnership with WeWork is finally allowing us to play in the big big leagues <laughs> and it, it's always putting a stamp in the ground that um you know we've arrived in a way and people are recognizing that this new way of working is the future and um we're excited to have these wonderful partners alongside of us um and on this journey what a beautiful testament to what you guys have built at upflex i mean to uh, i mean you know at and to partner with WeWork, I mean, they have a phenomenal business model, but yet 
if they're, you know, mutually your goals are to support the working world as it's evolving today and it's still changing. Um, the collaboration allows you both companies to really support, you know, on a, well, I guess national and even global level, even better, right? As this, and talk about this world keeps constantly changing. You never know where it'll end up. And so you're there to support them, however, right? Whether they're able to go to those WeWork centers and or supplement with the, um, you know, all those different smaller spaces as well, all those different locations that you guys represent. Fascinating what's been going on with the world of work. Can we talk about that too? Um, You know, what, what do you think? I mean, here, I'll tell you, um, we've got our recruitment where we still work with employers and we've, we work in coaching where we help individuals evolve their career. And I would say that most of the conversations with individuals, certainly, particularly more so in post-pandemic, everybody cares about quality of life, you know, living where their family and friends are, living in an environment that enriches them, um, and removing themselves from toxic and work environments that's still evolving but really like the flex lifestyle everybody wants that remote hybrid work style from the job seeker standpoint right and or independent running their own business and then from the employer standpoint majority of them still hold on to the hope that you know people can still go in and 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 I have to say, as an employer, there's such richness to, to having a team on site. My team was on site just yesterday. And it's, it's just so different when you can be together, right? You've got to also understand the, the, what's the balance of that. What, what do you see from both of those sides? You know, I, I, you're absolutely right, Angela. You know, um, there is so much value having face-to-face. You know, we're building a team out of Poland right now. And uh, we I was just there two weeks ago and it was wonderful. You know, with all the craziness that's going on, we have to support communities around the world. Wow. And, um, and, um, and, you know, that face-to-face interaction, what could take weeks over Zoom to like, understand we're a global company and one of the key uh, fundamental values that we have is diversity so we have people on our uh, organization from india to bangladesh to sri lanka to poland to ethiopia you know we are probably one of the most diverse startups and it's intentional and mindful um and um and so uh that connection when you come together and you have that diversity um, in person, you know, you can, you have these new ways of thinking and learning from each other that you kind of miss out on, on zoom because it's a little flat. Right. Um, And um, I I agree. I think what's happening is the purpose of the office is changing. And um, the idea that you had to go to the office to then, plug in and then work and then hide from your colleagues because you just need to get your work done and, and not the distractions just seems ridiculous now, right? The, the purpose of the office is for collaboration, right? And, and so comp- what we're seeing is that companies are now redesigning their spaces to really encourage collaboration um, and engagement. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to... Well- well, I also wanted to, I know that work offices and workspaces are for collaboration. And I just have to say, for someone like me, who is a very high E extrovert, it's amazing. I even just having people in my office, 
I'm a lot more productive. <laughs> yeah. There's some days where I'm like, oh, I'm just someone in the room, you know, it just changes my energy level. Um, That's right. <laughs> Uh, you can still continue to have those uh, opportunities, right? And so that's what we facilitate today. We have a lot of um, companies that use Aflex and they have different, um, you know, hybrid is the new word, right? And hybrid mm-hmm. means different things for different organizations. But what we're saying is, you know, um, and I think you might have seen it in New York City where, you know, collaboration can happen in different environments and it doesn't necessarily have to happen in, in the office. And you can continue to build culture in a decentralized way. And um, what's, uh, you know, wonderful to see is we have, you know, in our team, we're, we're collaborating and visiting spaces. So we have, you know, uh, a team of people that live in Boston. We have a team of people like in Miami now, and they're now getting together. And so they're combining the work with like travel. And, hmm. and so it creates energy there because, you know, I've, I've been traveling my entire life. And I, I think there's this incredible value to um, have it part of your work experience where, you know, I just yeah. came back from London and uh, it was just fascinating to be out there after post-COVID um, to just feel the energy of this space. And, you know, that um, interaction that you have uh, comes into the work that you produce, right? And um, And, you know, most companies today are, are really concerned about innovation, right? How do I continue to innovate as a company on a global level? And how do we encourage our people to be innovative and creative? And the only way you can do that is get them out, experience, see things. (laughs) Um, Spaces and so many people I know miss and crave travel and you're right not just travel to the office but different locations to invigorate our thinking right yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. love that can I touch on something and go back to it you mentioned that you were just in Poland I mean with what's happening globally and you know Ukraine and and all the peripheral uh, countries are you is that something that you guys are doing something to support you know all think about all those um you know, company countries that are on the fringe that are all of a sudden having a huge influx. And there's so many people who still want to work. I mean, that's, uh, I don't, I don't know if that's something that, you know, yeah, we, we're, yeah, we're absolutely, you know, um, uh, we believe in supporting local communities, right. And so um, in uh, Ukraine, we're working with um, a number of co-working partners who are providing distribution and shelter to uh, the local communities. And we're doing something similar to Airbnb where you can uh, book a space and uh, as a f- form of donation. And we're launching this on Friday, um, and get, which is really exciting. You know, yeah. I know. And, um, you know, I have to say, um, uh, it's actually quite emotional because I, I had a friend of mine who just, I met today who um, is from Ukraine. And he had the company's called Coded, and um, and they're doing wonderful things. And uh, he, you know, he built a contingency plan for his workers. He had over two hundred engineering talent that worked for him, and um, he was able to move them out very quickly and get them placed into um, um, into different parts of Ukraine and also offsite. 
um, and um, and he's doing amazing things at the local level. And we continue to support people um, at the local level. And we're also giving away free day passes uh, for refugees um, on our website. So uh, if you are a refugee, and I mean refugees, like we know that there's refugees everywhere in the world. It's Ukraine has just uh, enlightened me in the sense that we there's so much as an individual that we can do that we just don't do, right? And, you know, it's like we sometimes turn things off and we can't afford to do that anymore. And so, you know, uh, we're working with a number of different organizations, not only with Ukraine, but what's happening in Ethiopia, in Syria, and and um, being able to provide spaces for refugees to access um, and just check in and do email and, you know, have a space to go to. Um, and we're really excited and proud about the ability to be able to, you know, do that, um, you know, and have the privilege of helping. What a beautiful thing that you guys have found this way to participate, right? A um, couple things that you said, and, and what one thing that just stuck in my mind, you know, listening and watching what's happening and not doing something about it it's not an option i mean not do well let's just know you know let's call it out like not doing something is an action of you know a choice right yeah. of whether to do something about it and um and, and just with we just interviewed ina alicina that podcast interview that it's going to be coming out and how resilient and, and how tenacious and but just passionate um both Ukrainian people are, and even her citing so many of her friends in Russia who are not into this, but people wanting to be active, right? And yeah. and, uh, and so I love that with Upflex, you're, you're being able to help in that way to let people be productive and be active in this during this time of crisis. For people who are listening in, who are wanting to take part, like you mentioned the way um, Airbnb is doing it, can we book space and time in a way to give, you know, the contribution about in all of this. Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, you can go to our website. It's a flex with within Ukraine. Um, so it's a flex.com within Ukraine and you can go onto our website and you can click in and you can see what we're doing is we're, we're showcasing what individual co-working spaces are doing in each of those markets. And, um, and you can reserve a desk and all of the, the proceeds go back to um, the individual co-working spaces because they're at the front lines of a lot of uh, the delivery of goods, you know. Um, and, um, you know, it's brutal what's happening, but it's like humanity is finally in and, solidarity and in support, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's on our website. Please, if you can. Um you know, um, give back. What a beautiful thing that you're doing. Thank you, Ginger. So much to talk about in so little time. I mean, there's so many topics I know that you can share and give advice to, to people. Um, you know, you were talking about earlier stages. I kind of want to go back to beginning because, you know, a lot of the people that I work with and that we know, people who are high potentialites, um, multifaceted, multidisciplinary people, highly capable, capable of so much, it's almost a plethora of choices, right? Um, and a lot of people are suited for that entrepreneurial space, but then startup world, it's how do you pick which company? I mean, look at you uh, choosing this last next 
pivot, uh, to choose to join Upflex and build build it, right? Um, how do you go about when you, how do people make a decision? What are the things that you can give advice on how to be careful of when you meet companies? There's so many startups that have great, you know, lofty ideas. How do you vet that, you know? And you, you mentioned also the other piece about money. It's also money, but also agency to do what you've got to do, right? Yeah. I think, you know, there's different stages. You know, in, in my 20s, I was like, you know, I had that, like, fuck you attitude. I can do anything, right? <laughs> in my 30s, I was a little bit more conservative and you're, you're um, you, you know, you're looking for more experience and maybe a little bit more uh, mentoring um, to gain your confidence because you get, you know, in your, your 20s, you're just kind of naive and you're like, I can conquer the world. I, yeah. And then 30s, you, you're like, I guess you get your consciousness and you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm smart, but I'm, you know, there's things that I need to be aware of to move on to the next stage. And then 40 is like, you know, it's another, okay, um, can I use those words? Like, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> um, and so um, then you start looking for, you know, your life becomes more complicated. And as a woman, you become, you know, that term superwoman, you, you're aging parents, young children. Oh my God, you're taking care of everything around you, above, below, around, sideways. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you start um, thinking about, you know, those types of choices. And so those choices guide a lot of your decision making. And, and so you're less risk averse, right? And, and you start compromising. And then um, I'm going to be turning 50 shortly. Um, and so now, you know, when I, st when I we started uh, Upflex five years ago, I knew that um, because I had all these competing um, demands, I needed to be solving a big problem. If I'm not solving a big problem, then, uh, you know, that added step of um, saying, you know what, I'm going to go down this path um, becomes harder to do because the challenge isn't there. Um, yeah. And I, I think it was more about, is this problem big enough? Can I have an impact on it? in the way that I see the world. And if I do, then I'm going to jump into it. And, um, and in a weird way, I've been very naive in everything that I've done. I've kind of walked into situations where I knew very little <laughs> about the industry that I was going into. So prior to this healthcare, you know, didn't understand the complexity of healthcare, um, started out flex, not understanding the complexity of, um, commercial real estate, but I understood the human side of things, right? Um, and really focusing on what is the human side and what's the problem on the human side are we solving for? And it was big enough that I wanted to commit to it. And um, working for a startup is, uh, it's like, it's running uh, like a, a marathon, but it's a sprint. Yeah. And there's well, no love reward. You know, you brought up something really interesting. When you get to a certain level of expertise, you don't want a project or an initiative or, you know, a new job or a role where it's, you know, you've done that, been there, and you could do it in your sleep, right? But yeah. on the inverse of that, I'm sure there's so many companies where like, yes, the challenge is ridiculous. And, you know, whether they don't 
give you enough agency or, you know what I mean? Or enough funds to really execute what you need to do. So there's a balance there too, right? That's where right. Certainly you get to the point where you're like, all right, here are the few opportunities that are meaty enough for me to work on, compelling enough for me to really sink my teeth into. Um, you know, when you're a high level change agent, this is kind of what we talk about in the firm. When we're looking at people, it's like, what degree of change are you capable of? There's also setting a bar because there's going to be a lot of companies who will say, yes, we have that challenge. But then are they really ready to, you know, play the stakes to really, you know, let, let you deliver? Yeah, you're right. And, and a lot of it is a kind of funding, right? And you're, you know, without the money, you can't, you're limited, even if the problem is big enough. And um, yeah. fortunately, you know, um, with, uh, with um, partnering up with my uh, partner, Christophe, you know, he is an amazing fundraiser. And so the combination of um, uh, our, you know, personalities and um, understanding what each other are great at, we were able to, you know, raise enough money. Um, and we were bold enough, because in order to raise money, you need to be bold enough to take risks and, and have a big problem to solve for that investors are interested in participating. And um, he's phenomenal. Um, you know, and early days with any startup, you're always looking for market fit. And um, as co-founders, you're constantly, uh, you know, you have a point of view and, and the other person has a point of view too. And, you know, what's wonderful is um, uh, that point of view is based on what's the best thing for the business. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, and once you get that market fit, then it's about execution. And it's exciting because that's the stage we're at and we're scaling. And, uh, you know, this week alone, uh, you know, three people have joined the team. We're, we're almost at 50, which is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and we're growing exponentially, which is very, very exciting and adds new challenges that, you know, we, I have, yeah, being a lone ranger in a way for, for the last couple of years, having a team to support is, uh, is new, new challenges that we need to um, embrace as well because we want to offer our our employees agencies to to be successful and innovative i love where you've taken this company to where it is today and how you guys are supporting what's going on around the world um where ginger can you repeat for everyone and i'm sure we'll put it in the show notes below where people can reach you and um in supporting with ukraine can you repeat that for us again yeah um so it's upflex.com forward okay. slash with in um dash ukraine um and okay. you can find the link on our website um and you know um all contributions are you know, great. Um, and thank you so much, Angela. I love talking to you. <laughs> I, love, I love checking in with people I work and like, and to just see what you're doing and how you're, you know, contributing to what's going on in the world. And I just wa love watching where you're at today. So thank you so much for sharing and, and inspiring people to see what it's like down that road, you know? Yeah. Anytime, anytime. So with that, I um, wanted to wrap up for today's um, episode of Designing Futures. For all of you guys who are listening in, thank you for joining us. 
um, really appreciate your feedback, um, all those that have set, you know, shared comments. And if you enjoyed this talk, do share it. If there's any information here that you, you found valuable, share that information as well so others can grow. If you have any questions about um, Thrive by Design and the work that we've done, by all means, go to thrivebydesign.today. And we look forward to having you join us in our next podcast. Have a great day, everyone.